Hi, everyone, and welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Senior Content Executive at Goodlord. In today's episode, we'll be looking at how a small family-run agency with 25 years experience in sales and lettings is now starting to successfully scale its activities. Uh, the agency I'm talking about is Stratford Residential Sales and Lettings, and to share his experience and lessons learned from the process, I'm joined by Director Luke Thurkettle. So thank you for joining me, Luke. Thank you for having me. Well, I know I do normally open these podcasts um, asking for a bit of an overview of the agency and the agent just to kick us off and uh, so on. But I think it's particularly important to get a bit of background about your agency, <laughs> considering the topic that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be discussing. Um, yep. So, yeah, if you could just kick us off, tell us a bit about how it all started and how it's been running so far. Absolutely. So um, Stratford's was started, I think it's about 27, 26, 27 years ago now. Um, and that was by my my dad. Um, so I was only about three at the time, so not much involvement for me at that point. Um, <laughs> so it started off uh, on the uh, Bletchley High Street. It was just uh, just sales. Um, and it was, yeah, sales for a very long time. Uh, and then I think 2006, 2007, um, they start to look a bit into lettings. Um, and then obviously 2008, we had the big crash, the market crash. Um, and that's, I think, that highlighted the need to kind of diversify because sales just kind of stopped overnight. So, um, yeah, that kind of started building up then. Um, and then I think I would have been joined uh, 2010, roughly, I've been about 12 years now. Um, and we'd, yeah, just kind of pushed with rentals ever since. Um, and obviously sales was quite quite a few years uh, and in that time kind of rentals kind of took over so we went from a predominantly sales business to predominantly lettings um, and now we're kind of back to a stage where sales are doing really well as well um, and that is still going strong ever since so yeah it's gone for a few changes over the years but it's now um, very much still a family business and still going after almost 30 years. It's fantastic. I mean, it's it's great that you've obviously been in the industry for so long, but learned to adapt over that time. You've obviously come yeah. up against some quite difficult times, as a lot of businesses did in yes, you know, yeah. 2008 and things. But uh, it's fantastic that you've been able to adapt and move into the lettings uh, side of things. Mm. Um, I mean, what would you say then as, as an agency, a kind of your unique selling points, um, you know, whether it's in sales, whether it's in lettings, um, would you say that the, the fact that you're a family run, family led business is, is one of those uh, unique selling points? Are there any others? Yeah, I think that's always when we, we uh, kind of tout as a big thing. You know, at the end of the day, we've got some more staff now, but it's still very much a, a family-run business. Um, and you kind of get the, I guess, the benefits you expect to get with that. Um, you know, we tend to be able to provide more, a more personal service. I mean, most of ours, uh, most of, we've never had to really do much advertising. It's always been kind of repeat business and recommendations. Um, and... Uh, it means that you know a large proportion of our landlords we know either well personally or they've been recommended from someone that we know and it's um very much you kind of tend to know our landlords pretty well it's not so much just a you know a name in the system we do know most of them quite well so yeah i guess that's probably the the biggest advantage um and then as i said the kind of uh, the biggest challenge now has been kind of scaling that up and trying to keep that ethos alive with with you know scaling up no, I guess that when you do know your 
your customers so well you do want to make sure that you can keep that contact even Absolutely, if you grow yeah. so that is that is a key point I suppose um and just to, again just to kind of set the scene I mean do you have any particular types of of tenants types of landlords does it tend to be accidental landlords does it tend to be landlords with bigger portfolios I mean what's uh, um, how does it work we have, I think we have quite a mix um you know dad's been doing this you know 42 years now I think um and pretty much most of the time in the same area so naturally uh, he knows almost everyone. You can't really walk around Milton Keynes without some bumping into him, and, and it's you know it's nice we don't just rely on the big landlords. We've got a, a everything in between. So yeah, it's a real big mix. Um, uh, and the same same with tenants. You know, we've got houses from right at the lower end, uh, and then recently uh, we've kind of stumbled into uh, a lot more of the high end stuff as well. So again, tenants is a complete mix, and it. It just keeps it fresh every day. You know, you never know what's going to come up. So <laughs> never boring. Always nice to have a bit of mix and different things going Absolutely, on there yeah. <laughs> rather than just seeing the same thing every day. Um, and perhaps before before we talk about the the point where you decided to actively grow, I suppose, over the the course of, of your agency being in existence, I mean, has it been kind of just organic growth? I mean, has that portfolio of landlords sort of stayed fairly static throughout and now you've decided, no, we need to push it or has it continuously grown and you thought, let's take it to the next level? Yeah, I think it's we've mostly relied on organic growth. Um, we've, uh, since we started almost, what, 15 years ago now on the rental side, um, I wouldn't say up until the last couple of years, it's all been that kind of steady you know, new landlord here and there, you know, they might buy a few more houses, they may tell a friend and they've got some houses. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, we took on our first kind of outside portfolio, if you will. Um, and that came with a couple of extra staff. So that was the first um, kind of acquisition, if you will, um, that we kind of dipped our toes into. And again, that kind of came from a, just a conversation that, you know, uh, that happened to know someone from, the, you know, 20 odd years ago. <laughs> um and yeah, they went from there. So up until this point, it's very much been organic growth. Um, and now it's just a case of looking at, uh, I think, moving things a little bit faster for the next few years. So would you say then that the fact that a couple of years ago you, you had this opportunity to, to grow, was that something that you had previously considered and it was just luck that, that it happened, that some, an opportunity presented itself? Yeah, it was very much a, a kind of right place, right time type scenario. It kind of came up as we were starting to have those discussions. Um, and um, I think that we were at that point as well where we just, uh, maybe just before that, we just start taking on um, one of the member of staff for the first time. Um, and yeah, I think it kind of coincided with that. Uh, and once you've got a few more staff in place and you start to get that, you know, the swing of things of having more people around, um then it makes it a bit easier to try and focus on, you know, taking on more stuff. So, yeah, I think that's how it all started. And it was just kind of coincidence it happened all of that one go, really. And considering your agency has been in existence for so long, mm. why now or why two years ago, perhaps? I mean, you know, what, <laughs> was there anything in particular that changed or was it just it just felt right? I mean, what was the impetus behind the, this push to go? Um, I think it's probably a combination of things. Um, I, th- I think, like I said earlier, we'd always relied on repeat business and recommendations, which is it's a lovely feeling. It's like nice to have, you know, when people you know like what you do and they they you know send people your way. Um, but I, I got to the point. I think we don't we can rely on that forever. Um, and as we were starting to take on staff, because we got to the point where we needed some more help, um, 
that made it easier to kind of imagine, you know, uh, taking it out of just the, the three of us at the time, which was just me and mum and dad. Um, and yeah, I think the other thing is, I think the technology came along as well within a similar time frame, which, you know, making everything paperless or cloud-based, it makes it a lot easier, especially in today's world. Um, people need to work from home occasionally and, um, you know, people from different areas. It makes it a lot easier to be able to do that. Um, so I think, yeah, all of that coming together um, just kind of felt like the right time to start looking at it. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are now. Obviously, it seems quite serendipitous that these different things that you say came together at the right time mm. with the tech and with new opportunities to, to grow and take on a couple of extra staff members. From that point, did you then decide, OK, we need a bit more of a structure in place in order to plan our next steps? I mean, is that something that you put in place or is it more keeping an eye out for the opportunities to see, um, you know, what to uh, help it grow, continue to grow organically in that sense? Yeah, I think there's, um, uh, again, a bit, a bit of both of those Um we were certainly keeping an ear to the ground for any opportunities that might come up. Um, I think one of the central challenges for small businesses is getting the funding to do acquisitions. Um, I don't, I can only speak for my own area and I've only ever worked for one agency. So it's very much a, um, probably a bit of a unique situation, but most of the agencies, when, when we first started looking around, by the time we'd asked for some more details, they'd already been bought for cash. Um, so I think we quickly realized that uh, you almost need to use the connections that we've got over the years um, and you need to find one that's not even on the market yet uh, because uh, short of that, the, the big companies just snap them up so quickly. And I think every every day of my laptop and the industry news is always about, you know, another acquisition here, another one there. And, you know, this one's got 12 branches now. And uh, I feel like if we don't, or didn't start doing something soon, we might we might be one of those in a few years' time that gets snapped up. So, um, yeah, I think it's um, – we've now obviously had to put a lot more structure in place with the staff we've got. So we've, we're a team of seven now. Um, so uh, things that we never had to even worry about, you know, HR, um, you know, something we never had to worry about because it was just me, mum and dad. Uh, so things as simple as that, um, across to, you know, having systems that work not just inside my head, but – for everyone because obviously it's across multiple people now so uh and obviously the biggest one is you know fast food friday has got a lot more expensive um so <laughs> all those kind of things we have to think about um and and put in place uh, so but yeah i think we're, we're a good place now where when the next opportunity comes along uh, we'll be ready to kind of jump on it and have a better idea of what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it I love the idea of fast food Fridays. I think this is something <laughs> that I'm going to suggest at Good Lord. Is, yeah, it might uh, be slightly more expensive for you guys. but <laughs> me, but uh, I yeah. can put the idea out there and see. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so you've obviously had this experience then, as you say, going from just the three of you initially and then uh, growing. Um, I guess it, it must have made it easier, the fact that you have grown. Um, you haven't taken on 10 members of staff all at once. You have been able to get used to um, to managing new staff. I mean, do you have any tips for anybody out there who's perhaps any agents that are starting to take on staff members? Um, any tips as to how you can adapt really to to start to, to manage these uh, new people entering the company? Yeah, so we we were actually quite lucky with the two staff we took on outside of the acquisition um, because at the time we were just getting to that stage where we needed someone. And, and the first one was um, someone to look at the maintenance side of things, um, keep track of that. Uh, and the second one was someone on the sales side to help, um, help that out. And 
almost both times within you know a few months of us looking to do something these kind of people just walked through the door and said i'm looking for a job you know um <laughs> it was almost you know uh, a bit strange like from a movie really um and they yeah, just have to walk in exactly the right time uh, both were lovely people and both have taken to it really well so honestly i, I can't say that <laughs> we've had much experience and happened to do a big a big staff hunt um we have been very lucky but i think on the on the the growing side and adapting it across to multiple people. I think my goal was always to still have, if someone rings in the office and asks for an update on something or um, just wants to check up on something that even if I'm not there or the person that's you know dealing with that particular thing isn't there, that they can still get an answer, you know, because that person can log in and see the latest on that particular case or move in. Um, obviously it's not, you can never always guarantee that. Um, but I think trying to have that um, ability to anyone to phone up and you know, across any of the systems we've got, you know, whether it's the you know, uh, CRM software or Good Lord, you know, anyone can log in, see the updates in real time, and hopefully can not have to say, we'll get someone to call you back. Um, so I think that's the big aim with it. Um, and I, I'm known for loving a spreadsheet, so we've got a few of those on the go. You can never beat an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so, yeah, but I think between all of it, um, that was the biggest challenge. Um, I think for me as well, you know, I'd done it at that point for almost 10 years by myself. So having to let go of the way I did things and you kind of, kind of let your, let it go was quite difficult at first. But, yeah, I think once you get past that stage and just think about it from the other side um, and make sure it all works properly is is the, the biggest challenge. But it's with the tech these days, it's actually not too too bad as long as you put it in use it the right ways now i can imagine that when you are so used to working in such a small team uh you know letting go of those responsibilities even though it means that you can go away and do more things with your own time i, I can yeah. imagine that must be quite a culture culture shift for for you and in, in a management position as well as uh you know for anybody coming into the uh into your agency as well um and i mean in terms of obviously then you're talking about having um the, the roles that these people are stepping into in terms of maintenance and sales and things like that. I mean, what processes have you had to change as you grow? I know that you've talked about the role of tech and things and how important mm. that is. I mean, are there any other processes, any other activities that you've um, you've been able to you feel that you've done, been able to do better as you grow, um, you know, with things that you've been able to, uh, um, you know, new processes that you've set up, which you now think, okay, well, now we've got the groundworks. We can build on this as we grow and it's just going to make our agency even better. Yeah, I think um, one of the, the main things when I first started having people, you know, take some responsibility off my plate was they gave me time essentially to focus on the kind of big picture stuff rather than just keeping everything running. Um, so the biggest part was uh, I think just having things in place to, you know, keep landlords in the loop better Um the, just the whole tenant moving process um, almost it, it just allowed me to look at the everything we do um, and actually have time to adjust it uh, improve it not just be inside it and kind of keep all the plates spinning um, and not have time to actually make it better so yeah I think I, I could I'm trying to think anything specific but I think just overall looking at everything um, from top to bottom really and, and even now you know I think even from I listened to one of the last podcasts you did um, and I reached out to one of the agents there because he, he mentioned something about some reports that he had um, and they sound like a great idea. 
So I just reached out and said, you know, what do you use? And now I've got a demo with them next week. So it's things like that. I think always just keeping an ear out for the next thing and the next thing to improve. Because I think especially in my position, I've only ever worked in one agency. Um, and my parents, bless them, aren't the most tech savvy. So <laughs> um, I think it's always just trying to find the next idea and the next thing that improves the service, really. Well, I guess touching on what, what you just said then, I mean, what kind of metrics do you, do you use? What kind of metrics do you track in order to to assess how your agency is doing and perhaps how then see, okay, perhaps we might need some more support in this area. This area is doing well. We need to invest more in there as we continue to grow. I mean, how, how do you track that? So I think on the, the tenant journey, obviously, uh, and same with landlords to, to a lesser degree, but tenants are, are, tend to jump on and, and do reviews more often. Um, so we obviously see that. Um, and we've been fortunate that we haven't had any any, <laughs> any bad ones, thankfully. Um, but I think yeah, that's probably the best one on the tenant side. Um, landlords, t- again, because of the relationship we have with them, it tends to be that if there is um, anything along those lines, they will just give me a call or send me an email and say, you know, just have a chat about it. Um, so we're quite kind of lucky in that respect that I don't have to, I wouldn't say I have to rely on the numbers or anything. Um, we are still a size at the moment where we can still have that relationship and if something is not quite working properly um we'll have a chat with them and we'll put something in place to put it right um obviously the idea is we do it before that gets to that stage but you know you can't be perfect so um that's the the kind of um i guess the next best thing and all of that it does kind of tie into the marketing and the presence that your uh, that your agency has out there you know um you talked at the, at the beginning about how uh, a, a lot of the uh, new landlords that you find it comes by recommendations it is quite a lot of yeah. word of mouth people know you in the area which is a fantastic way to grow organically um but a- as you started to grow um you know just taking on new members of staff have you found that your marketing efforts you've had to adapt how you're actually are marketing your agency in your area yes yeah, so as i said we we have always relied in the past on that repeat business um we've started uh, we, we always had um, you know, a social media presence, but we, I think we neglected it, to be honest. Um, probably one of the downsides of, you know, running very lean on staff is that you kind of try to do everything yourself, but you do neglect some things. And I think social media was one of those things because, you know, the business kept ticking over, um, but we definitely could have done better. So I think that's our big focus for, for this year. Because one of the other things is it's, it sounds silly, but having, you know, some people more, my age to work with um, is quite a big difference because as I said, they kind of pick up the tech very quickly and it's a lot easier to, to kind of have a joint plan on that, on that side of things. So yeah, social media is going to be a, a big push this year. Uh, we've already started to see some results from that, which we didn't expect that quickly. So more on the sales side, I think to start with, because um, I think that's one that you need a bit more presence, but rentals obviously keeps ticking over. So yeah, I think we'll start with a big push on the sales side. Uh, and then uh, put it out to rentals as well in the future. And as you continue to to grow, I mean, are you finding at the moment that, uh, the, as is the case in a lot of areas in England, that tenant demand is incredibly high? And obviously it's meaning that uh, there's quite a lot of uh, pressure on agents to, to sort of push, get through all of these different tenants, these different applicants, uh, trying to find them uh, homes and so on. Um, are you finding that this might push you to grow faster than anticipated would you say that you've actually you're in a position where um what you've already got planned it's it's sustainable for you in terms of the tenant demand that you're seeing currently 
Yeah, I mean, the, the tenant demand is still incredibly high. Um, I think most, you know, I say regular houses in, you know, the two, three beds in Milton Keynes, pretty much anything you put on, you're going to be bombarded with phone calls and emails in the first day. So, yeah, that, that side of things, um, I think it makes it easier to, you know, commit more, uh, commit more funds to growing because you know the demand is there uh, for rentals. And I don't, I don't see it really changing. To be honest, I think you know any you know, changes the government have got planned in the next few years seem to be almost uh, not anti-landlord, but I think it's going to encourage more landlords to the field. So I don't see it getting better anytime soon. To be honest, um, so yeah, it's a strange kind of was a strange um, market at the moment. You know, you've got both sides just struggling with stock. It's just trying to get that stock out there, sales and rentals. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't know how it's going to change anytime soon, really. Is that kind of one of the reasons, um, again, that you are looking at acquisitions to grow? I mean, is it the fact that you feel that you've exhausted, like, that organic growth within the market in terms of taking on new landlords? Um, is acquisitions kind of one of, yeah, just for plugging that gap, I guess, in terms of the lack of organic growth? Yeah, I think that's probably the only way you're going to get any sort of meaningful short-term growth, really. No, that makes sense. And it does sound like you said at the beginning that you do have such a good good contacts in, in your local area. I mean, the fact that you've been able to to grow and acquire agencies or acquire um, portfolios just purely through your contacts, I guess. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it, it shows the importance of being able to, of, you know, having that presence and having that good relationship with people in your area. Um, but how, how far ahead have you planned in terms of growth? So I think... Uh, the, probably the biggest change in, in the next few years will be when uh, mum and dad start to retire, um, which really is probably only kind of, you know, three to five years away. Um, I mean, that, that they'll always be around because I think, you know, you never kind of do something for 40 odd years and then just walk away from it. So I'm sure they'll always be in my ear about certain things. But um, yeah, I think that'd be the biggest change. So I think for me, it's while they're still around um, and I still have that that kind of guidance and that, those people there, sorry, to help run the the, the business. Um, I think now is that that kind of five year period is probably the most important for us in terms of you know making these acquisitions and and trying to grow. Really, uh, I think after that, um, depending on the situation we're in, we'll probably reassess it. Um, but I think yeah, for that for while they're still around, that seems like the perfect time to me. While, while I've you know got the energy to do it all. And um, perhaps just to wrap up, just to um, pick out some top tips, as it were, for for any listeners out there who are starting in this process and looking to grow as well. Um, I mean, what would you say from your experience are the signs that your agency is perhaps ready to grow? Um, uh, Yeah, it is a tough one. I think especially when you're, you know, a very small team um, that, you know, going to the outside world and getting some people to trust you know, at the end of the day is, you know, you deal with a lot of money. Uh, you deal with, you know, a lot of people's most invaluable assets. Um, so it's not it's not something you can just, you know, give that full responsibility to anyone. So I think it's, you know, you've got to find some people you do trust. Um, but once you have that, um, yeah, I think it's it's like anything. Once you get the people involved that you trust around you, um, then it's just a case of, you know, uh, adapting what you currently do to work with a bigger team. And I think uh, when the way we knew it was, I mean, from a personal point of view, we got to the point where 
you know, almost hours got too long. You know, we found ourselves trying to do too much stuff. Um, and when you get to that point, I think you just have to realize it's not sustainable. Um, you know, if, if you keep going down that path, you're going to start making mistakes. You know, the service starts to drop. So, yeah, I think when you get to that point, you just take a step back and just assess how you move forward, really. And, and for us, it was, I said, very good timing that someone turned up almost at that specific time um and kind of jump started us into doing it and from that point on it kind of it's like anything it's like a bit of a snowball you know you want to start getting one person and you know handing out responsibilities and the next person comes along and you do the same again so yeah I think that's the, the key really it must be quite nice as well for new people starting when it is a relatively small team and being able to take on those responsibilities as well it, with having that experience and that opportunity to develop uh, it must mean that those people who join they do feel part of the the family in inverted commas and uh, exactly yeah and it's yeah we try to keep that kind of family just uh, maybe not family but just have a bit of fun you know it's it's obviously a serious business but you know we've got two or three dogs in the office most days um you know that was every other fast food fridays we try and keep it as as light as we can um so i think if you do that everyone you know is happy to put the extra effort in because we probably do run a bit you know, lean on staff, but that's how we, you know, keep running. And um, yeah, fingers crossed that we'll keep going for the next um, few years as well. And with uh, the tech that you've been talking about uh, around to help support that, uh, it can it can help you run quite lean on staff and uh, support you in yeah. the other ways as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, perfect. All right then. Well, thank you ever so much for speaking to me today then, Luke. Um, it's been really interesting. I think there are some great top tips there for agents who are looking to grow small agencies that are looking to start to build up and make sure that their, uh, their service levels don't drop by taking on too much themselves <laughs> and uh, taking on staff to help out with that. So uh, that's perfect. Thank you for chatting with me. Brilliant. Thank you very much.